Are you ready to turn your investments into retirement income? Listen in as Jeremy Kyle and his guests reveal ways you can make smarter retirement, investment, and tax planning decisions to achieve your ideal retirement. You will learn more about your money so you can feel better about your money and make better money decisions. Now, on to the show. Welcome to Retirement Revealed. I'm your host, Jeremy Kyle, and I'm joined by my producer, Eric Johnson. Eric, how are you doing today? Fantastic, Jeremy. I know both of us are facing some pretty cold weather, but it's really nice to be with you talking today. Absolutely. Yep. Well, I got my uh, my vest on and turned the heat on, so I think we're, we'll, <laughs> we'll make it through. All right. Sounds good. I know we have a guest today, right? Absolutely. We have Marianne Osher from the Next Chapter Lifestyle Advisors. And I got a feeling, Marianne, you are not facing any snow or ice today. <laughs> it's cold, though. Yeah. Yeah. Where are you, where are you coming in from? from Huntsville, Alabama. Now, that's a long story, but I lived in Naples, Florida for 31 years, and so I'm kind of used to that weather. Mm-hmm. I suppose, yeah. So uh, even though you're, you're you're south to us, you're, you're north to Naples. So. Correct. Good. Well, we got introduced by, oh, I think even a roundabout way. Oh, yes, it was through the Return on Life. Uh, there's a, a group called the Return on Life Advisors, they're really focused on not just how do you get a return on your money, but how do you let your money work for you? And you and your business partner, Susan, we, it was a just amazing connection there, just amazing conversation that we had. And we thought, let's bring you on the show. I think we're gonna actually have you on separately. We'll have Susan talk later at a different time about some different ideas that she has as well. But you've had a bit of a roundabout way to the financial services industry. I don't even know if you could even say. Are, would you call yourself a financial professional? What, what, how would you like to describe yourself? I'm not a financial prof- professional at all, but I serve financial advisors. I would describe myself as someone who, who helps people live happy and fulfilling lives, especially as they transition from what their career was into the next chapter of their life. And I've been doing that mm-hmm. for almost a decade now. Yeah, that's great. Well, who wouldn't want that? Who wouldn't want to retire and make sure it's successful. Part of a uh, getting ready for retirement, a lot of people are really focused on the investment portfolio. You have a book. It's called Your Happiness Portfolio. It's not about the money. Tell, tell us about that. Yeah, the not about the money part is me. It means that I leave it to the advisors to take care of the money. The book is about your happiness portfolio for the non-financial parts of your life. You know, you financial advisors do work so hard and do a great job of preparing your clients to have enough money to be able to retire and that their financial portfolio is is functioning the way they need it to. But most people just never think about the fact that they also need a happiness portfolio. How are they going to use that money in their life so that their life is happy and fulfilling? Yeah, that's a big deal. I was talking to somebody, I think I even shared this one with you during one of our calls earlier. I had met someone that's planning on retiring in the next year. And one of my first questions I ask, always ask is, what is it that you plan on doing in retirement? And his answer was, I really just don't know. I thought, <laughs> oh my goodness, in a way, why bother retiring uh, if you're not really retiring to something? But what, for someone like that, just give me a thought, what, what are maybe some things you ought to be looking at first? Well, first let me say that it's not unusual for people to have that outlook. Because, you know, look at all of the ads about retirement. You see people walking happily into the sunset on the beach. And and so the the image that the industry and most people who are approaching retirement have 
is that it's going to be a wonderful long vacation. Therefore, they think that their plan for it is the bucket list of trips they're going to take and toys they're going to buy. And so the fact that that the person that you were talking to doesn't have a plan is unfortunately very, very common because Mm -hmm. bucket lists just aren't a plan. It's not, that doesn't tell you how you're going to fill up your days in ways that the activities that you engage in are fulfilling and rewarding to you so that you do feel like your life is fulfilling. Yeah. Well, you can't blame on the ads. Say you're walking off into the sunset and you're carrying your financial number right next to you. There's a lot of ads like that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, there are. Yeah. Well, you've got some experience with retirement. You you retired twice even. How, how did that come about? I did. Well, my former husband, and note the former part, and I both had worked for a, a, a major airline for quite a long time. And we were in the midst of a hostile takeover when we were both offered golden parachutes. At that point, he was 58 and I was 40. So, hey, fabulous. We had a second home in Florida and we said, this is fantastic. We are going to ride off into the sunset, just like the pictures say. And so we moved to Florida. It rapidly fell apart from there because neither one of us were prepared for all of the changes that happen when you leave the corporate life. And we certainly hadn't talked about any of our assumptions other than the bucket list. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, when things started to, when reality sat in, our relationship didn't didn't survive, and that is unfortunately a common cause for the rise in gray divorce today. Sure. So I said, okay, this isn't working, and and I wasn't really ready to retire anyway, so I went back to the corporate year, world for another 15 years. But the next time I retired, I said, I'm getting it right this time. Yeah, that's <laughs> so a good call. Now you're, you're happily married to your second husband, and you're telling me that you took a couple's retreat before you got married. And that's, that kind of goes, that flips things on its head. Typically people think, well, I'll, I'll wait till I have problems and then we'll go on some couples retreat and that'll fix it all. And it's just a, a great choice. A great shows just how you plan things out now. It's a wise choice to make these big decisions with a process, with a plan ahead of time and to uh, maybe kick up some uh, things that should be talked about before, before you make such a big commitment. In your case, that was the marriage commitment. But for a lot of people we're talking right now are to people thinking about retirement. There's some things... Retirement is a commitment in a way. There are some things you ought to figure out ahead of time. You're, you're so right, Jeremy. And in fact, one of the things that, uh, that I often say to couples is that before, as, you're, as you are thinking about making this choice, you need to look at the assumptions that you're making. And I have an exercise that takes them through many aspects of what life in retirement is going to be like and sort of the, the, the decisions that they're making. And are they both on the same page? And the, mm-hmm. the, the issue is that I had a couple in my office one time, as I often did in, in Naples, where there were lots of retirees. And they were, you know, they were sitting there and, and she had her arms folded and you know her, her face was getting angrier and angrier. And he was mm-hmm. talking about the fact that, you know, he didn't understand it. They used to have such a wonderful life and a great relationship. And now all they do is bicker and fight. And she said, she just burst out. And she said, why do I always have to do the laundry? And he looked at her like, what are you talking about? He was, sure. he had no idea. And the fact is, he had made an assumption that she was going to keep on doing all the stuff around the house that she'd always done. 
She mm -hmm. made the assumption that he had more time, and so he was going to help, and they hadn't talked about it. And so that little pebble, that little thing, you know, what a, what a stone in your shoe is like, and the little thing gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and pretty soon it erupted into that they, they thought that they were having marital problems. So those yeah. assumptions, not just about the everyday stuff, but, you know, about other things are so important to talk about ahead of time, preferably. Yeah, that's for sure. You better know this stuff ahead of time. And you've got some ways to, to do that. You've got a workshop. Can you tell us about the, the workshop you have? Yes. What I have learned is that as people, I'm going to back up just a little bit and tell you why I ended up having a workshop. I, I learned that people like the people, the couple in my office and, and many, many more that were just simply not prepared. And through research that I did, I realized that there are several ways that people are comfortable preparing themselves for this next chapter, or even if they're in it and saying, oh my God, this isn't what I expected it to be. It's not working out the way I wanted it to. What am I going to do about it? And the first one is some people just simply like to do it themselves, which is why I wrote my book. Other people want to have some assistance, a workshop kind of situation where they can interact with other people and it's structured and they go through, they go through exercises together was led me to develop my workshop and it's a five week workshop in which we go through five key concepts about designing this new life. And it's filled with exercises that the people do to promote their thinking, to provoke their thinking so that they can focus on the questions I'm asking them to answer. And then through the workshop, they, at the end, develop what I call the happiness portfolio, which is your plan for the activities that you're going to include in your life in all eight important arenas, non-financial, because this is a non-financial plan. And it's also about, you know, with, with you financial advisors spend a lot of time focused on how to allocate that resource of money. What, how do you want to diversify it? What assets are you going to put it in? And a happiness portfolio is the same thing, only the asset, the, the valuable asset that you're, that you're allocating now is time. Time is mm -hmm. such an important part of our life. But how do you want to allocate it among those eight important areas so that and as you allocate that time, what activities do you want to include so that at the end of the day you feel like, wow, I'm really enjoying my life and it's meaningful. Again, well, I like how you said that diversification. A lot of people go into retirement and they feel as if the only thing they will do is golf or the only thing they will do is go on vacations. Well, we're just coming out of a pandemic. And if your entire retirement plan was to take cruises two or three times a year, and then you skip a year of it, how does that help your happiness, right? Having almost a diversification of activities uh, seems to be a wise choice, just like it is in, with investing. Absolutely. And two points come up when you say that. The first one is the, the image of wow, I can't wait to retire because I'm going to play golf every day. And that's, um, that's wonderful. And in the beginning months, which we call the, the retirement honeymoon, that is fantastic mm -hmm. and people really love doing it. But unfortunately, the, the newness wears off. I had a, had a colleague who was seriously thinking about going pro. She was such a good golfer. And she couldn't imagine not wanting to play golf. And she called me about a year into her retirement. She said, I, I couldn't, I can't believe I'm telling you that I don't really care about playing golf anymore. And so I think <laughs> I made this horrible mistake and I really, maybe I should go back to work. So, th so the fact yeah. is you have to know that that, that, that dream isn't sustainable. 
And the other thing about the bucket list is I had a client come into my office one time and, and he was sitting there and he said, you know, we don't, we don't know where to turn right now. We've been retired for three years and we've done everything on our bucket list. And then he leaned forward and he said, what are we going to do for the next 25 years? Right. And it's that kind of thinking that is all about planning what you want your life to be, to be like beyond the bucket mm-hmm. list and beyond cleaning your closets. Yeah, for sure. Well, you mentioned the five concepts. Do you mind sharing a few of those that you'll go through in the, in the workshop? Sure. We start out with an overview of what retirement today looks like because it's very, very different than it was even 20 years ago. The landscape of what it's like has shifted. I mean, when my parents retired, there were two phases to retirement. The honeymoon, when my father loved to play golf every day, and then when that stopped, it was a slow, painful decline into old age. Well, it's not sure. like that at all anymore. And the people who are retiring today don't want anything to do with that picture. So today there are four stages. And the, and the, the first one is this honeymoon or adjusting to retirement phase. The second one is reengaging. And that's where your happiness portfolio really comes in. Because, because at that point, you're full of energy. You're excited about having the freedom of the, the time affluence and the freedom to do what you want. And it's about figuring out what, what you want those activities to be so that, so that you're excited. So that's module one. The second one is about understanding what happens when you lose some of the things that you really loved about your career, the non-financial benefits. I mean, we all know you're going to, the paycheck thing changes, but we don't focus on the fact that our identity goes away because so often we cloak ourselves in the identity of the job title. And when that cloak is gone and people stand there like, oh my God, I don't have any clothes on. What am I going to do now? Mm -hmm. Who am I now? (laughs) And that's, that's a huge, huge, huge part of this transition. So part two talks about that. Part three talks about the need for purpose. We are purpose-driven human beings. It is, it is hardwired in us regardless of your socioeconomic status, regardless of your, your religious or any other kind of outlook, we as human beings need to feel that what we do matters in some way to someone. And when, you, you, when you're working, so often your purpose is the contribution you're making to your company, to your clients, to the world, to whatever contribution you're making. And when that's gone, it's important to replace it. The fourth session is about how to design your happiness portfolio. And the fifth is some, some really key tools that we need to survive this time. And, and one of the big ones is resilience and how you foster resilience because resilience is a skill. It's not just something that you're either dealt that card or you're not dealt that card. And resilience is important as the inevitable bumps along the way of life actually occur, but certainly, mm-hmm. you know, in retirement. And when you when you encounter one of those bumps, it's how do you pick yourself back up and move on so that it's so that it's good. Now that's the workshop comprises. Oh, that's great. Is exploring all of those important topics. Well, I like how you do too. You said you you bring people through it together. That's nice to have. I think the in education, they call it a cohort. So you bring a, a few couples in together so that they get to experience, they understand that they're not alone in this. And there there's others that are experiencing it, this transition, this retirement transition in somewhat a similar manner, you know, obviously some uniqueness there, 
but it's so great in, in a way they can be a, a lifting up of each other and and going through it together is going to be a great a great way to go yeah that's it and it's not just couples it's, it's singles too yeah 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 sure exactly yeah you can't make an assumption one way or another and even if you are going into retirement as a couple one of you is going to leave retirement being a single individual for some some time at least yeah Sadly. which is a huge resilient transition right there you, you know yes. if you're going in as a couple you get the retirement transition and one of you most likely the the wife the the female would be the one that's making that transition to to widowhood well how would somebody join in on this workshop this is such a great thing i imagine a lot of people would want to check it out uh, what would be the best way for someone to to look at that workshop and perhaps sign up for it right now i have a website it's called uh, retireandbehappy.com that will take you also to retireandbehappyworkshop.com now what's important to note here though jeremy is you mentioned earlier that i am a, a co-founding partner of a venture called next chapter lifestyle advisors with my partner, Susan Latremoy, whom you're going to be talking to uh, in a couple of weeks, we together are taking the material that I developed in Retire and Be Happy and moving it into next chapter. So you can find this information at this point at Retire and Be Happy, and soon it will be on next chapter as well. And the next workshop is going will we'll start in early summer. And I tip, typically do it uh, three or four times a year, depending upon the demand. And I, t I, t I like to keep it to about 10 people so that when we have the, the Q&A, you know, sort of uh, group coaching kinds of sessions, which we have once a week, that people are more comfortable in sharing so that they can. Right. And that's a valuable part of this where you share with your, co your cohorts and your peers what's, what your thoughts are about what we talked about, what's going on for you in your life. Yeah, there, there's a bit of science and a bit of art to, to that part. My wife's a school counselor. I don't know if I've shared that. She would do a good number of kind of classroom trainings to the elementary school students, but then also do group sessions because there's sometimes kids that are going through the similar things all at once and having that group dynamic is just a, a huge boost to them. Whether you're you're six or you're 65, I think it's it's still got the same dynamic. So that's great that you're you're trying to make this more of a, a group effort for, for that and it's a, a big help. Well, we are social beings, whether we think that we're introverts or not, we are social beings and we, we learn from each other all the time. Nobody, mm -hmm. nobody comes here with all the answers <laughs> and, exactly. and talking to other people is a great way of, of exploring the, what other people, other people's point of view that might give you some insights that will be useful for you. Exactly. Well, if you didn't think you're a social being, just the last year of missing out on a lot of it with a pandemic really showed how social uh, just about everyone is uh, out there. So you're, you're right on. I was just going to, one, one note about the pandemic, because I often read articles about how the pandemic is a is a dress rehearsal, if you will, for retirement, and I really don't agree with that at all. What it is is a dress rehearsal for how you don't want retirement to be. There it's a dress go, rehearsal exactly. for the people who don't have a plan and end up being couch yeah. potatoes watching too much TV. It's really a, a wake-up call that you need to have a plan beyond watching TV. Exactly. Oh, I agree with that. That's That's great. Well, speaking of others, and we mentioned your business partner, Susan, a few times here, you, you've got the, the new group, the Next Chapter Lifestyle Advisors, and it's our hope, we'll see if the timing works out on this, to have Susan on next, uh, on our next podcast with that. So we'll see, it might, might not totally happen, but we'll see how the timing works out. And the reason that we want to have both of you on is we're intending to have a workshop webinar on three sec secrets, three secrets to a successful retirement. That's a webinar that you both developed 
together. Do you mind teasing a little bit what these uh, three secrets are? Sure. The, the first one is, is about your mindset. It's, it's called Designing a Rich Life Mindset. And Susan wrote a book called Your Rich Life, and she's actually just updating it for Your Rich Life for Retirement. It talks about the need to balance wealth and a life well-lived, to balance life and a fulfilling life. And it's in, and that's really a lot about your mindset, how you're looking at this time of your life. The second secret is navigating the retirement landscape. And I talked about the, the landscape uh, you know, a few minutes ago, but the idea here is that the graphic on that particular slide is a guy in a kayak going down a river, a rapidly running river through the rapids. It used to be that the image for retirement was leisurely rowing your boat across a placid lake to the other side. Well, today, no, it's the kayak down the fast running river and you don't know what's around the corner. And so understanding that landscape helps to, to, to anticipate what may be around the corner. And then the third secret is diversifying your happiness portfolio. It's just such an important key to living that fulfilling life. Yeah, that's great. Well, I think you're living your fulfilling life. You've, you've retired for a second time now, and here you are working your a business because that's your passion. And it's not the idea that you retire to a life of leisure, but you retire into a passion. And I just love that you're, you're living that out. We need, to, we need to get rid of that word retire because it's an oxymoron for me for sure. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I suppose exactly. Yeah, so if you're working, we got to figure that, out the I next left, one. Yeah, I, I left my my career, and so the fact that I'm working does that mean I'm not retired? No, right. I am. <laughs> Just, sure. It's all together different. Yeah, Eric, you might be a little bit closer to retirement than than I am, but uh, we're, we're both still a ways away. And I I tell you, Marianne, if we could have a retirement like yours, I think we we'd do all right. What are you thinking, Eric? I'm, I'm thinking you just called me out and made me feel old, Jammer. Thank you very much. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. Well, you're you know, welcome. I, I, I'll tell you what I wish for you guys that that your next chapter, which is the last third of your life, is as happy as mine. It's this is truly the best time of my life, and I've had some really, really, really good times in my life, and this is the best one. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I love how you call it the next chapter, not the last chapter. That's the next yeah, chapter of lifestyle advisor. That's exactly because you could always write another one. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Oh, wonderful. Absolutely. Well, it sounds like you love what you do, Marianne. So thank you for doing what you do because it's it's vitally important. It's so funny. I love the story that you told about the wife was like, look, why am I doing all the laundry? <laughs> because <Yeah. laughs> that is this constant struggle in our household. And there's now there's only two of us. It's like, how do we have this many clothes? This is just ridiculous. <laughs> so we, we've got to figure that out too. But I look forward to the time that maybe I can, because my wife likes to do the laundry. Well, let me rephrase that. She doesn't like to do the laundry. She doesn't like this. me. Yeah. She doesn't like me to fold clothes. It's, it's a control issue. Go. We know it. <laughs> but I would love to bless my wife with being able to hire somebody to do our laundry for us. Oh, Eventually, right? I mean, just let's let's get that off the plate. Yeah. Excellent. Good. Well, we're going to make sure in the show notes that we've got that link to retireandbehappy.com. We'll have a link to your book too, Marianne. Any other ways that people should be reaching out to you? Oh, no, that's that's really great. Yeah. Wonderful. Good. Well, everyone go check out retireandbehappy.com. I'd love to see you learning more about how to have a happiness portfolio, not just an investment portfolio. And thank you, Marianne, for coming on for us uh, here today. Thank you, Jeremy and Eric. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Retirement Reveal podcast. And we believe if you know more about your money, you will feel better about your money and you will make better money decisions. 
Thank you for listening to the Retirement Revealed podcast. Click on the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit retirement-revealed.com to learn more. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Kyle Financial Partners. Kyle Financial Partners does not provide legal, accounting, or tax advice. Consult your attorney or tax professional. Representatives have general knowledge of the Social Security tenants. For complete details on your situation, contact the Social Security Administration. Kyle Financial Partners is a part of the Thrivent Advisor Network, a registered investment advisor. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.